0: Thank you for listening to In Good Faith, the Central Reformed Church Sermon Podcast. This episode's sermon is titled, Do Not Put Yourself Forward. It is based on Luke chapter 14, verses 1 and 7 through 14. It was delivered on Sunday, August 28, 2022, by our new minister for congregational care, Pastor Matt Schultz. This morning our second reading comes from the Gospel of Luke chapter 14 verse 1 and then moving ahead to 7 through 14. On one occasion on one occasion when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the place of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both, both you, you may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then... He said also to the one who invited himself, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they might invite you in return and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Thanks be to God. Have you ever been humbled? Not embarrassed, not like you trip over your shoelace when you're coming up front or something like but, but humbled? Maybe at work you were sure that promotion was coming your way. You already had your stuff in that nice corner office only to be overlooked and the job was given to someone else. Perhaps think back to your high school days. You thought that first chair in orchestra was yours. But no, but no, second or third chair was a better place for you. Perhaps like me, you were assured that first base on that varsity baseball team was yours, only to find out you did not have a spot anywhere on the team. Maybe you've been humbled in life. That proposal didn't go through that you thought would I think back to a time when I was in college, my freshman year was going pretty well at Hope, other than maybe my grades, but the rest of it was tons of fun. (laughs) I was loving life. I had a plan for the summer. I was going to be a counselor at camp at Cran Hill. I was assured of that job. The job was mine. I had done all the work in life to make sure I would be working there volunteered, I'd done counselor and training things, I was cut out for this job. Did the interviews and apparently didn't do a very good job. I was humbled quickly and offered a maintenance position, which would have been fine, but I already had it in my head I was gonna be the best camp counselor in the world. It worked out, eventually I got that camp counselor job, but for a few months, I sat humbly trying to figure out where I had gone wrong. I had propped myself up already in a place I didn't belong in. And I don't know about you, but I don't know that I always learned from that mistake. We're people prone to prop ourselves up. Humility doesn't always come easy for us. And it's incredible to me that 2,000 years later, this parable from Jesus can still teach us a thing or two. You see, in my previous role, I worked with students. I continue to work with students as a coach. I have a couple of teenage-age boys myself. And I know one thing, we are not teaching kids to be humble we give them these devices they hold in their hands and we put social media in front of them so they can cultivate an image to lift themselves up to get as many likes as possible to get as much love from these social media websites and apps And it doesn't lead to humility and I'll tell you this, as a parent who has lots of friends, we as adults aren't any better on those apps or those websites. Nor has it ever been the ideal to be humble. Clearly this was a problem in Jesus' day as well. Humility is not celebrated it's clear that those who Jesus was mingling with were trying to climb up the hierarchy, get to the top of the social ladder, assumed they had preferred seats when it came to the banquets. So I ask you this. You get invited to a wedding reception. Maybe it's a family member or a neighbor or a friend. A dinner party, perhaps some kind of gala in town. Where do you assume you should be seated? And then I ask this question Was Jesus actually talking about dinner parties or was he talking about something bigger? Was he talking about the kingdom to come? about us propping ourselves up in front of the Lord? I think the answer is both and. Jesus had a way of teaching for the here and now and for the kingdom to come. To say, we can learn to be humble in this life. We can learn that we ought not think ourselves better than we are. But we also don't need to work and prop ourselves up in the sight of God. We cannot earn a higher spot with God. We already have grace. We are already beloved children of God, not working to earn our standing with the Lord's soul. So we don't need to prop ourselves up to earn our way in the kingdom to come. That work is already done. Nor do we need to prop ourselves in this life. Do we need to climb over others to try to get to the top of the hierarchy? So again, I ask you get invited to a wedding reception. Do you rush to that front seat if the tables aren't assigned, thinking, I'm the second cousin of the bride. I deserve a great seat. The groom has been my neighbor for years. I deserve top billing. Humility is hard. Humility is hard. It's hard to not think we deserve favor. But we need to cultivate humility. Because we need to hold in tension a couple of things. Like I told the children this morning, we all need to know and believe that we are beloved children of God. Given gifts and uniqueness that make us special. We are one of a kind, and we have talents and gifts to offer the world to make this kingdom a better place. And we should believe that and celebrate that. In the same manner, we shouldn't let that pendulum swing too far to say, I am better than you. Where our arrogance gets in the way. Where we trample on others or think of others as lesser than they are. Because you see that person you trample upon or move in front of to get the preferred seat at the banquet is also a beloved child of God who has gifts to offer the world. So to be humble, there's a tension that needs to be held. We need to hold that middle spot. If we let the pendulum swing too far, our life can be full of self-doubt, self-hatred, and self-loathing. We forget that we are beloved children of God. That meekness, that humility turns into something it should not be that does damage and has a hold over our life. But if the pendulum swings too far the other way, we become arrogant. We think of ourselves higher than we ought. So we need to live in here with humility and meekness, believing that we are beloved children, but believing others also are as well. Both our first and our second readings warn against arrogance, against propping ourselves up, putting ourselves above others. And if we look at the life of Jesus, we realize Jesus lived a humble life, always treating others with love and compassion and treating them as if they were equal. When we are not humble like Jesus, it has ramification. Real life impact, not only for us, but for others. The belief that we all have, or most of us anyway, that we need to jostle for position is a false narrative. We've been told over and over in our lives. That we need to get to the top, that we need a better position in our jobs, we need higher standing, we need better houses, better cars, that we deserve that spot at the banquet. That's a false narrative we have been told and often believe. When we strive to get to the top of the hierarchy, it's harmful. And it's not what Jesus called us to do. You see, to get to the top of that hierarchy, we have to push others aside. We have to see others as lesser. If somebody's going to be at the top, someone must be at the bottom as well. That's how hierarchies work. But Jesus didn't call us to that not in this life and not in the kingdom to come. We're not called to try to prop ourselves up. None of us are superior in God's sight. Jesus often taught that the Jews are not better than the Gentiles, that the rich are not better than the poor, that the educated are not better than the undereducated. He taught over and over again that we should not put ourselves above others. And as we continue to read in Luke 14, we say, in fact, not only should we see ourselves as equals, but we should invite those who society marginalizes to the banquet. Those who are looked down upon, forgotten, shoved into the corner, those are the people who should be at your banquet. Not the family and friends who are easy to invite. Not those who can reciprocate and bring or invite you to a meal later. But those who are forgotten. Those who are often uninvited, Those are who should be invited to our dinner parties, to our wedding receptions. This is not just a fun or novel idea for Jesus that he says we should do once in a while, but this was Jesus' way of life. And a way of life Jesus is calling us to as well. To change the way... We operate to push against hierarchies and social standing. To sit with the woman at the well. To invite the sinners, the tax collectors, to our meals. To make friends with the adulterous woman, so you can stand in for her when trouble hits. Jesus calls us to a different way of living. And you see, with that way of living comes blessings. Not the earthly blessings that we are used to. But blessings. You see, there is trouble with the hierarchies. But when we push aside those systems of hierarchies, when we stop, Trying to gain standing in this world, there is freedom to be found. Because you stop seeing others as trouble, as problems to be solved, as lesser, and you begin to see them as beloved children of God. There's freedom. Because we're not fighting anymore. We're not trying to gain or push aside, there's freedom in simply looking somebody in the eye and saying we are both children of God. You are not competition to me. There's enough for both of us to live and to live well. Freedom, there's a blessing of freedom. There's a blessing of joy as well. To know that you are lifting others up to equal standing as you. There's blessings in changing the way we operate. And finally, we go back to the beginning of the passage. That first verse in Luke, we see that the Pharisees are the ones who have invited Jesus to the meal. And as their usual mode of operation, the Pharisees are trying to catch Jesus. They're trying to catch him in some trouble. So they can put him away or eventually kill him. But it says they're watching closely. They're watching closely. And that is no different than our world today. People watch us as Christians closely. They want to see if we're actually living out the call of Jesus in our life. I don't know about you, but I have non-Christian friends who know about Jesus. They're well-versed. We live in a culture that knows about Jesus. The problem isn't Jesus. The problem is us because we are being watched closely. We don't follow Jesus. We still play into the hierarchies. We push people aside. They know the teachings of Jesus. And if we lived this out, the church would thrive we are being watched closely. We're being watched closely. People want to see the way of Jesus lived out in us. The world longs for it, the world needs it. The world needs us to put our selfish ambitions aside, our wants and our need to climb social ladders, need to be abandoned so that people may see the way of Jesus and know that they are loved. People will join. People will come along when they see us living that out. But if we live no differently than the rest of our culture and our society and just show up on Sunday mornings, they watch closely and they want nothing to do with it. People are watching closely. So may we, as followers, lift others up, invite the downtrodden and the marginalized to our banquets. May we humble ourselves and live generously, for this is Jesus' call for our lives. May we humble ourselves because humility frees us from trying to climb and compete. May we humble ourselves because we don't need to prove anything to God. The Lord's love and grace is enough. May we humble ourselves and live graciously because people are watching and they desperately want to see Jesus. Will you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for your word. May it mold us and shape us. May it change us so that we look more like Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. New to Central? Since 1840, we have been connecting people to God and to one another through scripture, sacrament, song, and service. We are located on the corner of College Avenue and Fulton Street in the Heritage Hill neighborhood of Grand Rapids. We hope you'll give us the opportunity to meet you in person soon. To learn more about our mission, ministries, and the ways you can grow and serve, please visit our website at www.centralreformedchurch.org.